Embarking on the journey of business ownership transfer can be complicated and emotional, particularly with family entwined. Join me, Vincent Mastrovito, owner of Prometheus Partners in Finishing Touches, the podcast that genuinely understands your challenges and aims to equip you with invaluable tips for a smooth business succession. By the end of each episode, you'll feel more confident and ready to guide your business into the next phase. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Finishing Touches, the show where we talk about all things related to business and business transitions. And today we delve into the world of safety programs, inspections, training, and OSHA compliance. I'm your host, Vincent Mastrovito, and today we have a very special guest joining us, Jim Mattis. Jim is a graduate uh, from Western Michigan University, Go Broncos, right? Uh, and has been a valuable member of the 360 Safe safety team since 2017. We'll get him to expand on that a little bit. With his experience and belief in proactive safety programs, Jim has successfully fostered strong safety cultures, reduced compliance issues, and lowered injuries. So joining us from St. Clair Shores, Michigan, Jim lives a fulfilling life with his wife, Brittany, daughter, Rose, and their beloved golden doodle, Leo. I want to talk to you a little bit more also on that one, Jim. Uh, when he's not immersed in the world of safety, you can find him, find Jim playing some hockey and some golf, attending some sporting events, and cherishing quality time, certainly with his family. During our conversation today, we'll be discussing the range of services Jim's organization offers, how they partner with various organizations, and the intriguing concept of a mock OSHA audit. Additionally, Jim will, uh, Jim will enlighten us further about their occupational health and safety management system. So grab a cup of coffee, some water, juice, whatever makes you happy. Sit back with a great learning and valuable insights from safety expert Jim Mattis. And without further ado, Jim, welcome to Finishing Touches. Glad to have you today. Good morning. Excited to be here. Awesome. So um, let's talk first a little bit about, share us uh, with our listeners, Jim, a little bit about the overview of the safety programs and services that you and your organization offer to businesses? So, you know, a lot of times people are, are looking to kind of looking for guidance with their safety program. So maybe they had someone handling safety and they were there for a couple of years and they left. And then they find themselves in a position of, I don't really know where my safety program's at. It's in a binder. It's sat in the back of, you know, the office for a couple months and we think it's going in a good direction, but then all of a sudden someone left, so we don't have that person anymore. Or sometimes uh, an individual in HR may be kind of voluntold to handling safety. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they have a full-time job in HR. Safety is not something you really learn overnight e either. They're really specialists in the HR side. So what we do is we kind of help facilitate the safety program uh, by kind of creating transparency and almost creating a, a skeleton to a safety program so everyone in the organization understand how it works. Uh, and they're essentially going to be the muscle of the safety program. So before we get things going, we do want to take a look at the current state of their safety program from a documentation side. It's extremely important from OSHA compliance to, you know, have written programs, to have training records, just proof of things that you're doing. You could be doing everything right, but if you don't have any documentation of it, just like in a court of law, it never happens. So the idea is that we're trying to create that paper trail to document everything that we're doing for the safety program. So if we do have any, you know, run-ins with OSHA, we can really paint this picture of everything that we're doing well. So our safety program as a whole, we, we do things a little bit 
differently than um, most. So we think safety is better run by the micro than the macro. So we, what we like to do is break down facilities into zones and then create zone leaders and give them roughly 30 to 60 minutes of safety responsibility every month. So safety is not just falling on one person and you, you know you put 200 people in a room and talk about safety. You're not going to really you know have a good success with that. So what we do is we manage it based on really the dynamic of the facility. So that's going to be fabrication, assembly, shipping and receiving, stamping, pressing. It just depends on the dynamic of the facility. And each zone roughly has five to 15 people in that zone. So we want to build teams so everyone's kind of involved with the safety culture. Um, so then there's that kind of safety activity going on while we're not there. But when we are there, we typically support them by giving them a designated day every month. We come, you know, fourth Thursday, second Wednesday, whatever we decide that day is. And we send them agenda ahead of time. So we're spending some time with those zone leaders as well going through their areas, doing some safety inspections of our own that we share them with them. We help facilitate the, you know, the safety committee meetings. So the idea is that everyone's starting to learn a little bit because there's so much of you don't know what you don't know when it comes to OSHA compliance. So when we do these walkthroughs with these zone leaders, we're educating them a little bit on some of the safety concerns in their area that they may not have thought about. You know, just trip hazards on the floor, housekeeping, our, our little kind of low-hanging fruit ones. But, you know, people fall and, you know, break a hip and it's, it's a major workers comp claim. And those are the ones that are potentially avoidable. You know, sometimes you're dealing with heavy duty machinery and, and there's gears and things like that that people don't really think twice about because they just, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. But, you know, there's, you know, pulling hazards or, you know, you want to get you know, a hair kind of pulled in from a gear or a shirt and things of that nature. So in short, we really kind of build the structure of the safety program. So it's kind of a plug and play system. So if you lose a, a supervisor or a safety manager or someone, everyone really understands how the, the program works. And we have those, you know, zone leaders doing toolbox talks, PPE audits and hazard audits once a month to kind of communicate with employees things that are going on. They want to be that person that they have an issue that they can come to. So when we do the toolbox talks, we write it for them. And they also have group check-in questions. What's one safety concern you have in your area? And we want each person in that toolbox talk to answer. So they're actually engaged with safety for roughly 15 minutes, if, if, if it even comes to that for the toolbox talk. It may be less than that. So for us, it's, it's building that program, having the safety committee meetings, doing training, whatever they need during their designated day. We send them the agenda ahead of time. And once we audit the facility and kind of do a walkthrough, we get a good understanding of what some of their concerns are and how we can kind of address them moving forward. But we, you know, we're there to support them the whole time. So we always say there's no one who knows everything about OSHA compliance. I mean, the book is like four inches thick. Uh, and sometimes when we go on site, people ask us questions. They'll say, well, hey, how do I do this? Well, sometimes there's a couple different routes to doing things. So we, we want to be a little bit more strategic about what we can do and give them a couple different options so they can do what is kind of best fit for them. But I always say we have, you know, we have four full-time safety consultants on staff. And I always tell them, you know, we're, we're consultants not insultants. So we want to work with people because inevitably when you're talking about safety, it's always kind of something that you're doing wrong. So we want to be really diligent about how we're finding issues. And then we give the organization the opportunity to make the decision on the route they want to go with certain things, as opposed to sometimes when, when you're working with OSHA, you have, you know, 30 days to fix things or a certain time frame law. Sometimes you're, you don't, may not have the capital to fix everything at once. So we kind of develop a long-term strategy of how are we going to fix this stuff and what are we going to do in the meantime till we have the funds to kind of allocate towards that. So it's a pretty robust program and really focuses on employee involvement as well. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk a little bit. Can you spend a minute or so and talk a little bit about what is a MAC OSHA audit? So, 
you know, luckily or, or unluckily, we've, we've dealt with a lot of these with our clients where OSHA has showed up unannounced to their facilities. So we have a good feel of how, how it works. So for us, what we've done is, you know, create an offering where we're not OSHA. People can be proactive on their own and get a feel for some of the issues that they have in their facility, whether there's a, they're a new company to the area and they're not familiar with my OSHA or they just want to be proactive and get a second set of eyes on things. They, they even could have a safety person, but they're like, all right, let's make sure we're not being complacent. Let's see, you know, what they can do to assist us. So generally speaking, uh, we can do the mock OSHA audit in one day prior to coming on site for the mock OSHA audit. We asked that they send us any, you know, written programs, training records, kind of things I talked about in the beginning, just to see what the current documentation side of their program looks like. We can look at that stuff when we come on site. Um, if it's, you know, readily available as a keyword I want to use, but at the same time, we would rather review it ahead of time so we can make the most of our time on site, going through the facility, uh, and kind of assessing their equipment, machinery, and things like that. So generally speaking, it usually starts off, um, we, we start right at the front door, right? We don't really tell, um, people that we're working with to tell their employees that we're coming. We kind of want it to be run just as if OSHA showed up unannounced. So if they know they're, we're coming, they clean up their workstations. It looks a little bit better where, Right. There, there's no fines or citations with us coming. Let's let, let's catch you off guard. So, you know, start at the front desk, you know, ask them a couple of questions, just like, you know, OSHA would show. We don't want to let anyone in the facility blind. They want to make sure they kind of vet them out, get a feel for who they are before letting them into the facility. Then what we'll do is we'll have a quick opening conference. Hey, you know, we're 360 safety. We're here to do a mock OSHA audit. We are going to be taking pictures in your facility. We are going to be doing some employee interviews. But if there's anything that's proprietary that you don't want us to take a picture of, just let us know now. We don't take any pictures of finished products. It's all just the operation as a whole, but we want to give them that courtesy of, all right, if you don't want pictures, that's fine. We'll just document it in our report. So that conference takes, you know, roughly 15, 20 minutes. We'll, you know, usually interview someone in HR first right after that, but then we'll go do a wall to wall inspection of the facility. So anytime we're walking around, we always want one person from the organization with us, whether that's, you know, HR, safety, leadership, it, it doesn't matter one way or another. But we want to talk about some of the things that we're finding with them because we do need a little bit of time to put the report together so they can maybe start fixing some of the stuff on their own. And it's supposed to be a, really an educational piece for them as well, where we're pointing things out, have them take pictures, have them take notes. So they're kind of learning and sharing information until they get their report. But what we do is we take a picture of anything that's considered an OSHA compliance violation in our report. Then what we do is we reference the OSHA standards so they understand why it's a violation. And then we're giving them a recommendation on how to fix it. And every item that we find, we also link back to OSHA's website so there can be some further clarification into the standards. So it's not just a, here's a picture, figure it out. It's here's the picture, here's the standard, here's the recommendation. So it's really cut and dry. There's not like, oh, I don't think that's, you know, the case. Well, here's the standard. And, and we're going to be a little bit harder on companies maybe than uh, my OSHA would be or just OSHA as a whole. It depends if we're in Michigan or, you know, a different state. But at the same time, we would rather be overkill in what we're looking at than, you know, not doing enough. So that usually takes a, a full day. Um, you know, we'll in interview a couple employees, you know, ask them about management's commitment to safety, what they remember about safety training. Have they done any emergency action plans? Because you are required to do a fire and tornado drill once a year, which, you know, is a common thing that not a lot of people are doing. But, you know, the people need to know the difference between, you know, the fire alarm, when to go outside and the tornado alarm when to take shelter you don't want to go outside when the tornado alarm is going off right so um after that we'll have a closing conference kind of give them a couple you know items to kind of walk away with and then usually within about two weeks we'll come back on site uh give them a whole overview of the report and we do send it to them ahead of time so they have an opportunity to review it but the report generally speaking has 
uh, kind of an overview summary of some of the questions we'll ask in the opening conference, more formality stuff that OSHA asks for a union-based facility, what are your hours, how big is the facility, uh, how long have you been in business. It's not as crucial as you know the report itself, but then you'll get your safety inspection, which I talked about with the pictures and the standards. Then what we do is we're going to give them a top five, so things that we think they should focus on right away. You know, a real common one is you know contractor safety programs. Contractors just kind of show up in buildings and do whatever they want, don't have training records, but whenever they're in your building, they do need to make sure someone keeps an eye on them. And then the last thing is just going to be a written program's uh, completion graph. So do you have a written program for your hazard communication? You know, is it completed? Does it say MSDS still? Because if it does, then it's, you know, it's not compliant. But uh, we want to make sure you have a written program for everything that you're doing, then training on that program, and then re reviewing it at least once a year. And if it's as simple as just a sign-off saying it was reviewed, no changes, standards don't change drastically. But at the same time, if it says, you know, 1999 on one of your written programs, shows that you haven't really looked at it in a while. So if they're looking at your written program first and then they're going to go out in your facility, they may be a little bit more invested in that topic if they see it maybe hasn't been touched in a while. So let's talk about how safety impacts a business when they're wanting certainly to increase value or transition out, right? You could have, if you don't have a solid safety program, in your mind, in your team's mind, how do you think it would be viewed by an, another buyer of the company when they come in and they don't really see solid safety processes and procedures? They've, they've had some issues with OSHA. They certainly have a lot of incidences of accidents or whatnot, which certainly can impact their workers' comp coverage and stuff like that. Do you talk to owners a little bit about what that means to them when they when they go through that? Because that's really cash flow to the company, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of touched on it at first, you know, with workers' comp, but we always say with increased safety is increased profits. So there's always those indirect costs associated with an injury, right? And that's usually three to four times claim costs. So you have that issue. Um, but at the same time, but when people get hurt, you got to find a new person to do the job. It's a lot of time to get them to that position. But then even on the workers' comp side, when you're having a ton of injuries, there's so much opportunity for savings if you have a, you know, a minimum on your experience mod, where if you have a 1.0, 1.5 on your experience mod, all you're doing is losing dollars, and but you don't even realize those dollars are there. So from a shareholder perspective, when we're putting these programs in, we can show them what their minimum mod could be and what we got to do to get there from an injury standpoint. Uh, and that's just dollars back in your pocket. And that and that's what the businesses are there for, right? So absolutely, I think when it comes to a profit side of things, if you're, you know, reducing your injuries and reducing those indirect costs affiliated with that, you know, it's directly money back in that shareholder pocket. Well, I think it all ties in together when you're looking at growing a business or you're transitioning, it's going to happen one or the other uh, for the most part, is that you're, you want to take the business to kind of see where's my blind spots and where's my risks and stuff like that. And this is a big one. Um you know, especially with larger companies, but even with smaller companies, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you've got someone in each department that that'll work fine with some of the larger companies. Right. But when you get to the, you know, the three to 10 person manufacturing company or construction company, you, you kind of have to limit that down, I would suspect. Right. Yeah. I mean, the zones, maybe you'll have one or two people kind of doing it instead. But the nice part with the small group is that they're usually very tight knit. So everyone together is kind of all on the same page as long as things are kind of going in the right direction. So, and even too, you know, with our Monaco shot, sometimes we assess facilities before you, you know, um, you know, purchase them from someone else. 
and the, the machinery and the equipment's old, right? It's in really bad shape. So there's a ton of like loss, losings potentially that you could have from it because it's in such bad shape. It's going to require a ton of maintenance, things like that. So, you know, the state of the facility, you, you may see the financial side of things, but, you know, the state of the equipment is one thing you want to consider as well. Yeah. How do you guys ensure that your safety inspections are uh, thorough and effective? That's a good question, but I feel pretty strongly. So one of the guys on our team is one of like six individuals who hold all the certifications in the state of Michigan. So he, I'm usually trying to tell him to go a little bit faster when he's doing his audits. So he's, you know, he's been around the business for a while. You know, most of our um, safety managers on our team all started kind of on the, the ground floor, right? They understand manufacturing, they understand the operation as a whole. So they, they view it from a, how does this, you know, a piece of equipment work? from A to Z, and then what are the exposures affiliated? And then obviously us kind of supporting them on the back end. And, you know, we meet with our team once a month to kind of go over things, share knowledge, things that are going on in other organizations. So we try to be on top of it as much as possible um, to make sure we have the right offering. But usually our reports are very long. So I'm very confident that they're finding more than they need to when they're in these facilities. Awesome. Well, Jim, thanks so much for being here today. I know that uh, our listeners will get a lot out of this. Uh, certainly, if you want to um, reach out and, and uh, connect with Jim and ask him any additional questions, you can. Jim, can you give people your, your email address or your phone number, please? Yeah, my cell phone number is 313-530-7400. And then my email address is going to be jdmattis at 360safety.com, which is J as in Jim, D as in David, my last name, Mattis, that's M as in Mike, A as in Apple, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, E as in Elevator, S as in Sam, and that's at 360safety, which is all spelled out, T-H-R-E-E-S-I-X-T-Y, safety.com. Uh, and if you have any questions or looking for some guidance or anything, I'm always happy to have a quick conversation with you or, or point you in the right direction on anything too. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate that. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Finishing Touches. For even more content, check back to our website uh, at PrometheusPartners.com. You can always check us out also on YouTube. If you like our podcast and it's been helpful for you, please uh, leave a review to help others discover us. And stay updated with the latest tips and insights. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode. Hope that everybody has a great week and enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much. That's a wrap on today's episode of Finishing Touches. For more information and guidance, head over to PrometheusPartners.com. Your feedback means the world to us, so please take a moment and leave a review of the podcast. You can stay in the loop or ask me a question by connecting with me on LinkedIn or visit our website and start a conversation with me. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to a successful business transition in our next episode and have a great week. Thank you so much.